Talking to Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Word. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Saturday, October the 19th. Uh, recording the show a day early this week because, uh, yeah, I am going to be at Impact uh, Bound for Glory tomorrow. So getting the show out a little bit early. Uh, as always, want to thank everybody for uh, listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, YouTube, CastBox, wherever you find your podcasts at. Look up Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Thank you to everybody who follows on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. It's at CatchHookShoot on all of those. Head over to Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for all your bonus content and uh, free merchandise and all the uh, other benefits that you get with the uh, uh, three different tiers we have there. And for all your t-shirt needs, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot. They're having a 20% off sale this weekend, so head over there, pick yourself up a shirt, and support the show. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So let's jump right in. Got a lot of stuff going on this week, so let's start it all off, as always, with our Match of the Week. Alright, so this week's Match of the Week comes from AEW Dynamite uh, this past Wednesday, and I'm talking about the AEW World Championship match, Chris Jericho defending against Darby Allin. Uh, the reason I picked this match is uh, simply because, you know, this match did a lot as far as building up uh, Darby Allin and just, uh, you know, putting him over and just making, you know, they, they are trying to make this kid a star, and they are succeeding in that uh, very, very well up to this point. Um, you know, of course, uh, Jericho retained the title, uh, had to have a little bit of help from, from Jake Hager in this one. It was a Philadelphia street fight, so there was no DQs or anything, but uh, Darby Allen fought a good part of that match with his hands uh, duct taped behind his back and uh, just pulled off some amazing amazing stuff while he was in that uh, in that predicament and just uh yeah you know Dar Darby Allen uh is really being kind of molded to be a uh a top star in AEW from what I've seen so far I mean he uh you know had the uh, the 20 minute Broadway with Cody had the uh the hardcore match with Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela and now this just amazing match with Chris Jericho so uh, AEW really grooming Darby Allen to be a a breakout star in uh in that promotion so uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if somewhere down the line we see Darby Allen as a world champion I mean I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow or anything like that but uh yeah, just a, a tremendous showing from from this kid, and uh, you know, I say kid. I mean, he's he's in his early twenties. I want to say he's twenty two, twenty three years old, and he's hanging in there with Chris Jericho, a guy who's been in the business longer than uh, longer than Darby's been alive. So uh, yeah, just a fantastic main event from uh, from AEW Dynamite this past week. So if you only check out one wrestling match this week, make it Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen from AEW Dynamite. So moving into WWE news for this week, uh, we had the conclusion of the draft this past Monday on Raw. Um, before we get into that, I'm going to run down uh, 
uh, in a little bit here. I'm going to run down the final rosters from uh, from Raw and SmackDown. But uh, before we get into all that, we have new Raw Tag Team Champions and the Viking Raiders. Uh, we were supposed to see a match with the Street Profits and a, uh, a mystery partner basically taking on the OC. And match never happened. I don't know if they just ran out of time and cut the match, but... Uh, yeah, it didn't didn't happen. So I'm you know wondering if we're gonna see that this coming week. Um, yeah, the the big news uh, coming out of Raw was uh, Seth Rollins uh, somehow tracked down the Firefly Funhouse and uh, burn it to the ground. It would appear. So uh, you know there there was a Firefly Funhouse segment. Uh, Bray Wyatt doing his normal normal little speech or whatever you want to call it, and uh, Seth came busted in, beat down Bray. And uh, just set fire to the funhouse. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that. And it was announced that uh, Seth will be defending the Universal title against The Fiend once again at Crown Jewel. And uh, uh, basically a false Count Anywhere match. And WWE has added the stipulation the match cannot be stopped for any reason. So uh, yeah, it should be, should be interesting to see what happens with this one. Um, and as a result of that, Seth Rollins is uh, no longer the captain of Team Hogan in the uh, Hogan versus Flair five-on-five tag team match at uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, but it was announced on SmackDown that he was replaced as captain by Roman Reigns. And then the, uh, the final two members of Team Hogan were announced as Ali and uh, uh, Shorty Gable. Uh, God, I can't, I can't believe that's really a thing. But yeah, Shorty Gable, Ali, Roman Reigns are the uh, the final three members of Team Hogan to uh, take on Team Flair at the uh, uh, Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia. On uh, NXT, we saw the return of Tommaso Ciampa, had a match against Angel Garza, he was victorious in that one. Uh, saw some video, the Undisputed Era apparently uh, took out Velveteen Dream, uh, showed some uh, some footage from back in the, uh, looked like back in the parking area. And uh, we had another another match between uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Ended in a no contest when Roderick Strong interfered. Uh, now the winner of this match was to have gotten a North American Championship match next week. So as a result of Strong interfering, William Regal came out and announced that uh, next week it'll be Strong defending against both Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic on NXT. Uh, we also saw the return of T- uh, Tegan Knox to NXT. Had a match against Tainara. Tegan was victorious and afterwards... Uh, her uh, her friend Dakota Kai came out, congratulated her. Uh, where they were about to have uh, an interview, and Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamyn Duke came out and uh, interrupted. So it looks like they're um, yeah they're going to be building up a rivalry there. I would uh, I would expect the third member on the Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai side to be Candice LeRae. So we'll have to see how that uh, turns out. And saw a video package from Finn Balor basically announcing that he's returning to NXT uh, next week. So. It'll be his first NXT match in quite some time. Looking forward to that one. I'm sure that'll be the highlight of the night on NXT next week. On the SmackDown side, we had a uh, six-pack challenge for the number one contendership for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Nikki Cross was the winner in that one, so she will be getting a match against uh, against Bayley. Uh, speaking of Bayley, she and Sasha Banks were on Miz TV. Um, yeah, just uh, more, you know, working towards that uh, that full-on heel turn for Bayley. Um, yeah, the way the way that Bailey was talking, I mentioned this on social media because I actually just watched SmackDown earlier today. Um, but the way the way Bailey's talking, just some of the things she's saying and things like that, is very reminiscent of uh, Bret Hart in 1997 with you know the Hart Foundation where he was 
um, you know, turned into like the Canadian hero and uh, was just, you know, bashing the American audiences like, oh, I wanted to be your hero and this and that. And Bailey's saying a lot of things along the same line. So I'm liking where they're going with it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Uh, some other WWE news from this past week. Eric Bischoff is out as executive director of SmackDown, has been replaced by Bruce Pritchard. So I'll have to keep an eye on uh, how SmackDown goes from here on out. Apparently, with Bischoff, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around. Some say that he's just kind of being used as a scapegoat, you know, just uh, kind of somebody to take the fall and somebody they can put the blame on because the ratings haven't exactly been what Fox and WWE had expected. So uh, he was kind of the fall guy for that. Also saying that he wasn't uh, wasn't familiar with the product when he was brought in, which, that you know, it, it's not that hard to get familiar with the product and if that is the case. So not thinking that there's a whole lot behind that one. Uh, also saying that he uh, basically couldn't keep up with the WWE schedule. Like nobody could ever get a hold of him after 7 p.m. He would turn his phone off after he went home, you know, to have dinner with his family and things like that. Which, you know, in a normal job, not that unreasonable, but uh, in WWE, you know, it's uh, basically a, uh, uh, it's a 24-7 gig, so, you know, if that if that was the case, then, you know, I guess that I I personally don't think it's, uh, it's reasonable to uh, fire somebody for that, but, you know, um, that has to be something when you're hired by WWE, that has to be something that you expect, that you're going to be working ridiculously long hours and uh, things like that, so, but... Either way, whatever whatever the reasoning is, Eric Bischoff is out and Bruce Pritchard is in as executive director of SmackDown. Uh, had Mike Bennett this week, uh, or Mike Kanellis, whatever you want to call him, requested his release from WWE yet again um, after just re-signing this past June. So a little, little confusing there. I mean, uh, had he just not re-signed, he, I'm sure he would have been free and clear by now and would have been out of WWE. So... Uh, but, you know, not happy with his position, not happy with the amount that he's working, which I get that. I mean, you know, you, uh, I'm sure his, his primary reasoning behind re-signing was uh, taking care of his family and financial and things like that. But, uh, you know, the, it doesn't uh, doesn't change the fact that obviously he's not happy there. So, But all signs are pointing to WWE is going to deny the release. I mean, they're just not, uh, not releasing people. That's why they're trying to lock people into long-term contracts right now just because they don't want... They don't want anybody, I'm not even going to just say top stars, they don't want anybody out there on the free market to be able to sign with another company and, and excel. And that's just the way it is. Uh, another interesting rumor from this past week was that WWE had been trying to buy Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan to set up another NXT division. Um, you know, there have been rumors for a while about you know WWE wanting to start up different NXT divisions in different countries. Uh, you know, uh, Canada had been mentioned and Japan obviously had been mentioned several times. And now, you know, uh, WWE supposedly attempting to buy Pro Wrestling Noah. You know, that uh, definitely, you know, would have given them a, a little bit of a foothold in Japan. But I don't see, uh, I mean, if they're going to go somewhere for another NXT division, for me, Canada is their best bet. Um, I mean, Japanese wrestling is all about New Japan. I mean, yes, you have NOAA and you have other companies in Japan, but, you know, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is it as far as Japanese wrestling goes. And I just, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't see an NXT Japan division having a whole lot of success 
uh, trying to go up against New Japan, unless they're able to sign a lot of talent away from New Japan. But, uh, you know, who knows? But apparently that uh, attempt to, uh, to purchase Pro Wrestling Noah was not successful from, from, what I, from what I saw. So we'll have to see where the next uh, NXT division pops up. Uh, some other news, um, Maria Manic, who had been signed to Ring of Honor, but her uh, contract expired without her ever ever wrestling for Ring of Honor, uh, apparently she received a, uh, a WWE tryout, so we'll have to see if she in, ends up in NXT or WWE in the near future. And also, talking about new signees, uh, Shotzi Blackheart uh, was offered a NXT contract personally by William Regal at an independent show, so congratulations to her. Uh, so getting into the draft a little bit here on Raw this past week, I'm just going to run down the picks really quick. On uh, round one, uh, it started off with Raw again with the first pick. Um, Raw picked Seth Rollins. SmackDown got Brock Lesnar. No surprise, the top two champions were the first two picks. Uh, then Raw picks up Charlotte Flair. SmackDown picks up the New Day, all three, uh, Kofi, Biggie, and uh, Woods. Uh, and then Raw picked up uh, Andrade and Zelina Vega. So... Hopefully, we'll see some more uh, in-ring work from Selena Vega because uh, I don't know how many of you guys remember seeing her in uh, in Impact uh, several years ago, but she she is a great great wrestler. So hopefully, you know we'll see a little bit more of her in the uh, the women's division. If that's you know if that's something she wants to do, maybe she's happy being a manager. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so Andrade and Selena are uh, part of Raw. Second round, Raw picks up the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, SmackDown gets Daniel Bryan, Raw gets Rusev, SmackDown gets Bayley, who of course is SmackDown Women's Champion, so that makes sense that they got her, and uh, Raw picks up Aleister Black. So uh, hopefully we'll start seeing a little more Aleister Black on TV. I mean, we've seen, you know, even recently we haven't seen too much of even his uh, backstage vignettes about, uh, you know, wanting somebody to come pick a fight with him and come knock on his door. We haven't really seen anything from Aleister Black. But, uh, yeah, it does make sense that uh, he ends up on Raw. Like I said uh, a minute ago, Zelina Vega ends, ended up on Raw with Andrade. Zelina Vega, Aleister Black, of course, are husband and wife. And WWE does try to keep um, couples together on the same brand as much as possible, as much as they're able to, you know, um, you know, as long as it uh, works with, I guess, with their creative ideas or their creative direction, whatever it might be. Uh, round three, Raw picked up Cedric Alexander. SmackDown got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion. Raw picked up uh, Humberto Carrillo. Kind of a surprise there that he, you know, ended up going in the draft. I mean, hasn't had a whole lot of, uh, I don't think he's had any matches really on Raw or SmackDown on the main roster. He's been mostly in NXT and 205 Live. So uh, kind, kind of a surprise, especially, you know, in the, the earlier round like that in round three. I figured if they would have picked up uh, somebody like that, it would have been in the later rounds or even, you know, after the fact, after the show was off the air, announced with like the supplemental picks or whatever you want to call them. But uh, Humberto Carrillo goes to Raw. SmackDown gets Ali and Raw gets uh, Eric Rowan. So it uh, looks like the team of Rowan and Harper are going to be split up. Round four, Raw picks up Buddy Murphy. SmackDown gets a tag team of uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Raw picks up Jinder Mahal, another kind of surprise considering Mahal's been out with an injury on, uh, you know, no real word on when he's going to be back. SmackDown gets Carmella, again, makes sense. She and Corey Graves are a couple. Graves is now exclusive to SmackDown, so uh, Carmella goes to SmackDown, and Raw picks up our truth so Truth and Carmella are uh, split up and won't be seeing them together anymore, and Truth, of course, still the, uh, the 24-7 champion. Round 5, Raw gets Samoa Joe. 
SmackDown gets The Miz. Raw gets uh, Akira Tozawa. Another another good pickup from uh, from 205 Live for Raw. SmackDown gets Baron Corbin. Raw gets Shelton Benjamin. On uh, the sixth and final round that was shown on uh, on Raw this week, Raw picks up Rey Mysterio Jr. SmackDown gets Chad Gable. Raw picked up Titus O'Neil. Another one kind of a surprise. I didn't really a name I didn't really expect to hear during the on-air draft, uh, just because. Just because these are guys that you haven't seen on TV, or at least not on the main roster. Like I said, Carrillo and Tazawa have mostly been 205 Live guys, and Titus O'Neil has not been anywhere to be seen uh, for a long time. So, um, you know, hopefully this means we're going to start seeing these guys on TV, and they weren't just used as, as filler for uh, for the draft, to fill out the draft picks. Uh, SmackDown picks up Elias, and Raw picks up Liv Morgan. So that kind of... Kind of... Uh, puts a damper on the idea that some people had about Liv Morgan possibly being put together with Bray Wyatt as uh, the Sister Abigail character because Bray Wyatt was picked up by SmackDown uh, last week. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Liv. I mean, by all accounts, they've been kind of repackaging her, giving her a new look and things like that. So uh, I'm a fan of Liv Morgan. I'm looking forward to seeing her back. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully she gets something good. I mean... WWE Creative does have the capability of putting out good characters and good stories, so hopefully she uh, she falls under that under that category and doesn't get something you know goofy. Uh, and then after uh, yeah after the uh, draft was all said and done, there was a quote unquote blockbuster trade that had been being talked about for for a little while. And on the uh, premiere episode of Backstage on FS1, Triple H made the announcement that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross had been traded from Raw to SmackDown, uh, not really for any other wrestlers, just for quote-unquote future considerations, whatever that means. I guess that I don't know if they're planning to have yearly drafts, and, you know, so that means that uh, um, Raw's going to get some extra draft picks. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross traded to uh, traded to SmackDown from Raw for basically nothing. And the uh, additional picks that were announced after the fact were uh, Raw picking up No Way Jose, Mojo Raleigh, uh, Kurt Hawkins, and Zack Ryder as a tag team, The Iconics as a tag team, Sarah Logan, and The Authors of Pain. So not too big of a surprise seeing The Authors of Pain going to Raw. Hopefully they're going to be a, a big part of the tag team division. I mean, with the Viking Raiders as the tag team champions, that could uh, that could be a fantastic match between those two teams. So hopefully we'll get to see that so, uh, sooner rather than later. And then SmackDown picked up uh, Drake Maverick, uh, another kind of a surprise, you know, another 205 Live guy. Just kind of, this is kind of stuff that's just pointing to 205 Live potentially going away sometime in the near future. But uh, yeah, SmackDown picks up Drake Maverick, Cesaro, Luke Harper, uh, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville as a tag team, and Dana Brooke. So the uh, final rosters for both shows, I'm going to run through them really quick here. For Raw, we've got Becky Lynch, AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Ke uh, Kevin Owens, Natalia, uh, the Viking Raiders, uh, the Street Profits, EC3, Eric Young, Sin Cara, Seth Rollins, Charlotte, uh, Andrade and Zelina Vega, um, the Kabuki Warriors, Asking Kairi Sane, Rusev, Aleister Black, Cedric Alexander, Humberto Carrillo, Eric Rowan, Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, Akira Tazawa, Shelton Benjamin, Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, Liv Morgan, No Way Jose, Mojo Raleigh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, uh, The Iconics, Sarah Logan, and The Authors of Pain. So that is your Raw roster. Uh, your SmackDown roster, 
got Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, Lacey Evans. Um, sorry, lost my place here. Uh, the Revival, uh, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, Apollo Crews, uh, The B Team, Heath Slater, uh, Tamina, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Um, yeah, Big E, Kofi, and Xavier Woods, The New Day, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I guess Sami Zayn comes along with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Carmella, The Miz, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, Elias, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross, Cesaro, Luke Harper, Drake Maverick, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, and Dana Brooke. Uh, and then the uh, there was quite a few who were uh, undrafted, so... I mean, it's, you know, mostly people that we haven't seen uh, on TV much, if at all, in the last several months. But, uh, yeah, the Ascension, Connor and Victor, I mean, they're, you know, still with WWE, but they're nowhere to be found. Personally, I'd like to see them go back to NXT because they were just a uh, uh, crazy dominant tag team in NXT uh, the time they were there. And then the, uh, the Colognes, Epico and Primo, you never see them on TV anymore, so... Um, not a surprise that they weren't uh, weren't drafted. Ember Moon, who's out with an injury, um, potentially up to a year, so not not too much of a surprise she wasn't drafted. Hopefully, hopefully she's not out quite that long. We see her back sometime uh, relatively soon. Uh, Hardy Boys, of course, you know haven't uh, haven't seen either one of them on TV in, in quite a while either. Lana, I would assume she goes along with uh, with Lashley, or more appropriately with Rusev, as you know, obviously in real life they are still married. So I would expect to see her on on Raw with uh, you know with La with Lashley, but like I said, uh, because of you know because of Rusev, um, Lars Sullivan, of course, out with an injury, hasn't been on TV in a very long time, wasn't drafted anywhere. Mike and Maria Kanellis, uh, I already talked about that Mike Kanellis requesting his release um, so who knows what's going to happen with them uh, Maurice obviously out on maternity leave uh, having their uh, second child but I'm sure whenever she does come back she'll uh, she'll end up on Smackdown with The Miz more than likely Mickey James who's been actually working as an announcer for main events so I'm thinking they're transitioning her uh, into a, probably a full-time announcing role um, Naomi as well as the Usos, none of them were drafted, supposedly because WWE has no creative ideas for them at the moment, but uh, whenever they do come back, I'm sure all three of them will end up on the same show. Uh, Nia Jax, another one out with an injury. Uh, Paige, again, out with an injury, had neck surgery recently, but I'm sure she'll end up back with the Kabuki Warriors when she's ready to come back. Uh, Ruby Riot, another one out with an injury. Uh, she had double shoulder surgery recently. And then Sheamus also out with an injury. So that's who, who has not been drafted so far, but I'm sure we will see most of those people uh, on either Raw or SmackDown at some point, or possibly NXT. Who knows? Like I, see, like I said, with the Ascension, I would really like to see them end up back in NXT because they, they just they seem to thrive there. They were one of the best uh, tag teams to come out of NXT and just kind of fell flat when they uh, went up to the main roster, really through no fault of their own. Uh, so, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see them back. Um, my preference would be in NXT. So moving on to AEW this past week, um, had the uh, continuation of the uh, the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. Um, SCU was coming out for their match and uh, ended up uh, getting attacked by the Lucha Brothers on the ramp. And Christopher Daniels took a package pile, dri pile driver from uh, Pentagon 
and uh, not able to compete, so Scorpio Sky took his place. Uh, so it was Scorpio Sky and Kazarian taking on the best friends, and they were uh, were victorious, so they advanced to the next round of the AEW Tag Team Tournament. Uh, Lucha Brothers had a match against the Jurassic Express. Uh, another injury report now, and Luchasaurus apparently has a torn hamstring, so he could be out for uh, for quite a while. There was a couple of couple of places online that were reporting it could be out up to a year or something like that, and he, uh, you know, basically kind of scoffed at that. He replied to, he's like, yeah, and in 2013, they told me I'd never wrestle again. So, but uh, either way, Luchasaurus out with an injury. Marco Stunt filled in for him. Um, and, you know, Marco Stunt put put on a great match. I mean, the kid goes out there and he busts his ass. And, you know, obviously he's undersized. He's a very small guy. I, I had the chance to, you know, not really meet him in person, but I was in the same room with him, you know, stood right next to him during StarCast when they were here in Chicago. Yes, he is a very small guy, but he goes in that ring and he gives it everything that he's got, and the the, the fans eat it up. I mean, the fans love the guy, and, you know, I, I am becoming a Marco Stunt fan myself. He's, you know, he's got talent. Now, do I think he's ever going to be a World Heavyweight Champion? Probably not, but you know what? A lot of people said that about Rey Mysterio, too. And I'll get into that a little bit more later on. But, uh, yeah, Marco Stunt filling in for Luchasaurus with Jungle Boy against the uh, Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers were victorious, so they advanced to the next round of the tag team tournament. Uh, and then I already talked about the uh, the main event between Chris Jericho and Darby Allin. Fantastic match between those guys. Um, you know, Jake Hager had to interfere on Jericho's behalf so Jericho could pick up the victory. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely go check that match out if you haven't seen it already. Uh, getting into some New Japan news, John Moxley was stripped of the uh, New Japan or the IWGP United States title. He was not able to make uh, his uh, next title defense because of a typhoon uh, in Japan. Was not able to fly in, so he was stripped of that championship. And Lance Archer is your new IWGP United States champion. Uh, he was victorious in a match against Juice Robinson to fill the vacant title. Uh, some other kind of interesting news from New Japan. Uh, Bushi Road, the parent company of New Japan, has purchased uh, Stardom Women's Wrestling in Japan, um, which Stardom is a company that has produced a lot of uh, a lot of stars that uh, AEW has used, uh, and some for WWE as well. I mean, Stardom is where uh, Kairi Sane came from. It's where Io Shirai came from. It's where uh, Riho came from, and some of the other women that uh, AEW has used so it kind of kind of begs the question you know is there still going to be that working relationship between stardom and AEW because there is not one between uh, AEW and New Japan so uh, could could make things interesting it might you know uh, we might see a working relationship between AEW and New Japan who knows so uh, but yeah definitely the uh, the Japanese wrestling picture uh, is getting getting interesting. A lot of things going on this week. Uh, getting into some Impact news, it was announced that Katie Forbes had signed a contract with Impact. Katie Forbes, of course, the uh, the wife of Rob Van Dam, and um, had a match against Jordan Grace last week on Impact. Uh, she, I mean, she she's an entertaining performer. I, I can't say she's the the greatest technical wrestler in the world, but I mean, she she puts on some very entertaining matches. Her and Jordan, I thought, had a really good match. So, uh, yeah, definitely congrats to Katie Forbes on getting signed to Impact. Um, talking about uh, women, MLW has announced that their women's division will be starting on uh, November the 9th. So that's the week after their pay-per-view debut. So I'm curious to see uh, 
how how that's going to go, who's going to be involved in the first match, and how they're going to go about crowning their first women's champion. Moving into the NWA on uh, NWA Power this week, we saw the return of Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow in WWE. Um, so we'll, uh, you know, he did he announced his return to wrestling, so he is a part of the NWA. So we'll I'm sure be seeing him back in the ring very soon. Also saw Trevor Murdoch in uh, on NWA this week, so that was uh, that was kind of cool to see him back. Haven't seen him on TV in a very long time, so. Uh, yeah, good to see Trevor Murdoch back. And then the uh, the main event for NWA Power is a world title match. The Wild Cards taking on Homicide and Eddie Kingston. Um, and this one ended in uh, yeah ended in no contest with uh, some interference. So, but uh, yeah, great great match between those two teams. So yeah, I'm I'm liking NWA Power. If you guys haven't checked it out, you know, subscribe to the NWA's YouTube channel. Comes out every Tuesday at 6:05, and it's just it's really really cool old school studio wrestling so i i'm a big fan of nwa power and uh so yeah that's pretty much it as far as news and everything so uh i'm gonna get into our next segment here which as always is one of my favorites and of course i'm talking about the troll of the week all right so the troll of the week this week uh, we've got a very, very special one. It's our first three time, three times troll of the week. And of course, I am talking about little Jimmy, my my favorite guy, James E. Cornette, you dumb son of a bitch. But um, yeah, this week, the reason that uh, Cornette is winning this yet again is because of his ranting and raving about Marco Stunt. You know, everybody knows Marco Stunt is five foot two maybe maybe a hundred pounds and but like i said the kid goes in there he gives it everything he's got and who is jim Cornette or anybody else especially fans who've never and would never set foot in a ring to to tell marco that he shouldn't be doing this he shouldn't be going out there he shouldn't be shouldn't be a wrestler period you know, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. You know what? Go If you don't think you should be a wrestler, go stop him. I dare any one of them to go stop him. You know, get get in the ring with him and, you know, tell him you, you can't do this anymore. I, I want to see that. I really want to see one of these guys get in there and, and tell, tell Marco or even Orange Cassidy or Joey Janela or anybody else that Cornette's called bitches and moans about that they can't be a wrestler anymore and I want to see what happens to them because they will deserve everything that they get you know I mean the, these people that Cornette that follow Cornette are called a cult for a reason think, think about it historically and by definition what is a cult you know a cult is a bunch of mindless brainwashed easily led sheep that's exactly what a cult is. So it's highly appropriate that that's what Cornette's followers are called. But I mean, you know, um, I think it was um, one of the dirt sheet guys might have been Meltzer uh, because uh, Chris Jericho had mentioned, you know, about uh, Marco and how over he is and, you know, basically putting Marco over himself on social media. And I think it was Meltzer chimed in and said you know people said the same thing about Rey Mysterio Ole Anderson said the same thing about Jushin Liger about them being too small and you know you're gonna look back on this 20 years from now and you're gonna feel really stupid because you know 
you know, that that's the general gist of what he was saying. You know, 20 years from now, nobody's going to be saying this kind of stuff about Marco. And, of course, Cornette had to chime in. Oh, Rey Mysterio is a once-in-a-generation athlete. Well, okay, yeah, and that was a generation ago. So why can't Marco be that once-in-a-generation athlete now? You know, and he's saying, oh, Liger, Liger's an actual athlete and this and that. Well, well, so is Marco. He He's making his living in pro wrestling. That kind of makes him an athlete. You know, being, being an athlete really doesn't have too much to do with how you look. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Look, look at some uh, some professional athletes from from years gone by. You know, you look at King Kong Bundy. Did did he look like an athlete? No, but he was one. You know, he got in that ring and he could go. And you know, he was an athlete. Well, Marco stunts the the opposite end of that spectrum. He's making his living as a professional wrestler. That to me makes him an athlete. And you know, I, I think a lot of these people. Uh, that chimed in on this this little rant from uh, little Jimmy. They uh, were saying, "Oh, Rey Mysterio was jacked, and he, you know, put on a lot of muscle and this and that." Look, go back and look at video of Rey Mysterio from 1994. Look at Rey Mysterio when he was in ECW, okay, and then tell me something different because, you know, Rey Mysterio in 1994 was maybe 120 pounds soaking wet, okay. He was not a big guy either. And I'm talking height or size or mass, whatever you want to call it, was not a big guy. Yes, later in his career, he bulked up. He put on he put on muscle, and he, you know, because he was getting in there with guys so much bigger than him. But, I mean, I'm sorry, what what's a more believable matchup? Rey Mysterio standing in a ring against the Big Show or Marco Stunt standing in the ring against Pentagon Jr.? You know, I mean, think about that. Rey Mysterio in the ring with the Big Show, he's giving up two feet and about 400 pounds, all right, <laughs> or somewhere thereabouts. Marco in the ring with with Pentagon is giving up, you know, maybe a foot, maybe less, and, you know, uh, 100 pounds or so, or, or a little over 100 pounds. So that, that to me is a little bit more believable of a matchup than uh, Ray and Kevin Nash. But Ray and Kevin Nash, or uh, Big Show, I'm sorry, that's what I was talking about to begin with. But, uh, you know, Ray has gone in there with guys three to four times his size and puts on a hell of a match and makes it look believable. Why? Because he can go out there and do some amazing stuff. Well, you can say the same thing about Marco Stunt. You know, nobody... All these people that rain so much hate down on Marco and Orange Cassidy and Joey Janela and all these other lesser-known guys in AEW, the only reason they're doing it is because they don't know who they are and they don't care to know who they are. They're, they won't look past the gimmick. Orange Cassidy, they won't look past the jean jacket, the sunglasses, and the hands in the pockets. Well, you know what? Shut up for five seconds. Let the guy get into his match and watch what he can do. You know, as far as Joey Janela, look at the match the guy put on on AEW Dark against Kenny Omega last week. You know, Marco Stunt. Watch the actual match that the guy had against one of the best tag teams in the world on short notice. Basically his TV in-ring debut. And he went out there and he killed it and he got over. You know, so I'm just, I'm so sick of... Cornette and his sheep just, you know, shitting on everything just because it's not the same as it was in the freaking 80s. You know, I mean, Jim Cornette is so out of touch with wrestling 
and wrestling fans, I mean, I, honestly, I I watch NWA. You know, I'm not going to say I'm going to boycott NWA, but I, I watch it in spite of Jim Cornette being on it. You know, quite honestly, I, I wish there was a way to just ban this man from anything having to do with pro wrestling. Because I, he... I mean, he's one of these, you know, he, he's a typical, stereotypical troll. If you don't think like he does, you're an idiot. I mean, hell, that's what he said to me. He called me an idiot. Don't really care. His opinion is, you know, no more valid than anybody else's. You know, my opinion's no less valid than his. And, and he seems to think he knows so much about wrestling just because he's been involved in it for so long. Well, you know what, Jim? You're not a wrestler. You never were. You were a manager, you were a great manager, that doesn't make you the end-all be-all authority on what is good in pro wrestling or what is pro wrestling in general, you know, so uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I can say about that, I mean, uh, Cornette and his cult of uh, mindless, brainwashed, e easily led sheep can, uh, you know, keep. I'm sure they're going to keep on, you know, shitting on everything they possibly can just because it doesn't uh, fit into their tiny little box of what pro wrestling should be. But, uh, you know, hey, that's on them because uh, they're, they're the ones that are missing out on a lot of uh, amazing talent that's out there. So that's pretty much going to do it for the Troll of the Week. But, yeah, three times now, Troll of the Week, Little Jimmy, Jim Cornette. So congratulations, Jimbo. Uh, so anyway... That's pretty much all I got for this week. Want to remind you guys about the WBR Fan Fest 2020. Once again, head over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com for all your uh, tickets and information. And want to make sure I remind you guys again: Warrior Wrestling Seven is coming up on Friday, December 13th, and I will be broadcasting live play-by-play -play audio uh, for the entire show. And uh, that will only be available on the Podbean app, so uh, you can download that on uh, either Apple or Android or any anywhere else. Just uh, download the Podbean app, search Catch Hook Shoot, subscribe to the uh, to the podcast, and uh, yeah, I'll be I've put out the links for the shows already. It's going to be split into two live broadcasts because Podbean limits live podcasts to two hours, so uh, it's uh, it's going to be split up into part one and part two. I also created a part three in case it runs over at all and I need to extend it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, like I said, the uh, the first fifty people to tune in get to tune in for free, and after the first fifty, it's ninety nine cents. So it's still you know great deal. Definitely be worth the buck. It should be a, a very entertaining show. I mean, Warrior Wrestling uh, talent that they've already announced: Kurt Angle, Brian Cage, Minoru Suzuki, Amazing Red, Drago, Lance Archer, Mike Elgin. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, and you know they're not even done announcing talent yet. Uh, you know uh, also. Uh, um, Desmond Xavier and uh, Wentz from the uh, the Rascals, so you know it's it's going to be an awesome show. Warrior Wrestling, one of the best independent wrestling companies uh, out there. It's certainly uh, my favorite, but I'm a little biased, I'll admit. But uh, yeah, they're involved with uh, with Impact, with all of the uh, events going on for Bound for Glory this weekend, and just uh, yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. Like I said, I will be doing live play-by-play. -play. This is not just you know going to be interviews or whatever from the fan fest like i normally do this will be live call and play by play for every match and uh, yeah like i said download the podbean app and uh search catch hook and shoot 
Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find it if you're not subscribed on there already. Uh, you do have to have uh, a membership or whatever you want to call it. You have to, uh, you know, be registered on the Podbean app. Doesn't cost anything. Just, uh, you know, put your email, make up your password, and you're set. And uh, yeah, I'll be putting the links out uh, often between now and then, so as many people can get on there as possible. But uh, yeah, like I said, it will be uh, part one, part two, and part three if necessary, if it goes longer than four hours. And uh, so yeah, it should be an awesome time. This is my first time calling live play-by-play actually at an event like this. Uh, So I, I am just ridiculously excited i gotta say thanks again to steve tortorello for giving me this opportunity um you know warrior wrestling like i said is my absolute favorite when it comes to independent wrestling and uh yeah it's just it's gonna be an awesome show so you know i would love it uh for as many of you guys as possible to just uh tune in give it a listen you know help uh it it helped me out the more people listen to it the better i'd love to be able to say that this is i mean it's going to be a success either way it's you know my first venture into calling live play by play so uh but you know the more people that are listening the better hopefully you guys you know tune in check it out give it a chance um you know be be like listening to uh, your favorite football game on the radio or something like that so uh yeah download the podbean app subscribe to catch hook and shoot and uh Make sure you're following on social media, and I will be, you know, dropping the links. They're already out there, but I'm going to continue, you know, promoting it and uh, uh, reposting the links and and stuff like that uh, very, very often between now and December 13th. So that's pretty much all I've got for this week. I want to thank everybody again for checking out the show, for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, CastBox, anywhere you find podcasts, and YouTube. And uh, make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. On any of those, you can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot. Like I said, I'll be dropping the links there for the uh, the live broadcast for Warrior Wrestling. Make sure you, uh, yeah, click on those links and uh, check out that live broadcast when it happens. And uh, head over to Patreon.com slash Catch Hook Shoot. Check out the three different tiers we've got there with the bonus content and uh, things like that. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot. They've got a 20% off sale going on right now, so pick yourself up a shirt and support the show. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So with that, I am going to uh, sign off. Uh, Like I said, I will be attending Bound for Glory here in Chicago tomorrow night. Should be a blast. It looks like they've got an awesome card lined up. I'm calling it right now. I think we are going to see Tessa Blanchard as the first uh, woman to hold the Impact X Division Championship. That's the, the match that I'm looking forward to the most. Tessa Blanchard is probably my favorite wrestler in the world right now. So uh, I'm really looking looking forward to uh, to seeing that. I always, I'm always impressed anytime I get to see her live. So... Uh, yeah, that should be should be a great time. But with that, I'm going to sign off. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon. No! Oh!